Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. I was wondering what I'd talk to Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown about this week. Of course, Joe Biden last week had come down with COVID-19 again. We hadn't had much happening in the United States. And then overnight, the simply unbelievable news that the FBI had raided Donald Trump's private office in his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach in Florida. Marion McKeown, US correspondent for the Business Post. Even by Trump standards, this is extraordinary. Well, you know, I think we have to take it on faith that the FBI and the Department of Justice would not have taken this step unless they had, I mean, they have to have probable cause, but I would say they went way above that. Uh, To do this, you had to get Merrick Garland, who's notoriously cautious as an attorney general, to sign off on this. Christopher Wray, head of the FBI, Trump appointee, also had to sign off on it, and a federal judge in South Florida had to sign off on it. Now, the FBI had, a, as you know, they got badly burnt and, and they deserved a lot of it um, a couple of years back for their handling of the FISA warrants and various other things. Uh, so I would say that they had to be absolutely 100% certain that they were going there to, you know, in, in pursuit of a crime and to, to seize evidence because they were afraid it would either be destroyed or that it was relevant to the criminal investigation of this crime. Uh, we're hearing at the moment that it relates to the, the 15 boxes of records that Donald Trump took with him from the White House, which the National Archives demanded back and which we were told they got back in uh, February, late January, February this year. Now, it seems that if um, the National Archives, I assume, went through every box and if there was stuff missing, I suspect that this is where the problem is, particularly if it's classified, but it's a crime. It's, it, the 1978 uh, Presidential Records Act says that it is a crime for a president to remove anything from the White House. They can barely remove a paperclip uh, because all of the records, everything goes into the archives and they're all preserved. Now, we know Donald Trump is light-fingered in terms of like, you know, <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't mean to suggest he's going around to supermarkets robbing pounds of butter or anything, but we know that well. he does like to keep things and he does. And as well, he's reckless with his handling of, of records. We saw that he, we've heard and we saw photographs in the last year or two of him tearing up things and putting them down the toilet. We've heard he shoves things in his pockets and he just tears them up and throws them in bins. We know at the archives and at the, the across the road from Trump when he was in the White House, people would have to tape things back together that he had torn up. So, and I will say it doesn't sound like it's serious, but Sandy Berger built Clinton's advisor took, I think, one or two items out of the White House with him that were classified. He had to do community service. He was on probation for two years and he paid a huge fine. David Petraeus, who we all remember, the the war general and hero from Afghanistan, was very lucky to escape prison uh, after he shared classified information with a biographer he was having an affair with. This is taken very seriously, but I would also say that it's worth saying, if you go into anyone's house and... um, you're looking for various documents and you trip up over evidence of another crime, you can also take that information and, and use that for an investigation, provided the warrant, the initial warrant was valid and the way you initially conducted the search was valid. So who knows, they may have gone in looking for um uh, the, the documents related to the National Archives and Trump's keeping of, of classified and non-classified documents. Uh, but who, who knows what else they found. Now, Indeed. I think we also need to... Yeah, well, you know, and that's only speculation. That is only speculation. Before but I, I think, go ahead, sure. Matt. 
I think the response um, of fury from the Republicans and threats has, has been really concerning. I, uh, within two minutes, I had an email from Marjorie Taylor Greene saying she was available to speak to any media, any media at all who want, <laughs> uh, talking about the socialist fascist state, etc., etc. Matt, Matt Schlapp, the head of the CPAC Jamboree in Texas um, last weekend, said that we have to rid this nation of this socialist reign of terror, uh, corrupt fascist, etc. I mean, Just remind us, the FBI the head top. was appointed by Trump, wasn't he? That's right, Christopher Ray. Look, as I say, nobody in the FBI, I suspect, and and certainly not Christopher Ray, is going to want to go through the sort of humiliation that they went through after the Russia investigation and and indeed during it. Before I bring Cal in, I do want to get some reaction from the Trump family. And this is Eric Trump speaking on Fox News' Sean Hanty show last night as news emerged that his father's home had been raided. In fact, I was the guy that got the call this morning and I called my father and let him know that it happened. So I was involved in this all day and you know, welcome to politics in, you know, in the, in the you know, 2000s. Um, Sean, my father never got so much as a speeding ticket in his life, you know, until he made one decision, and that's to go down the escalators of Mar-a-Lago and spend a lot of money and go and actually fight for this country for the first time. And he did a better job than anybody has ever done. And they started coming after him. The Washington Post, the day he won, 2016, the day he won, November 8th, That night they wrote an article. This is when impeachment begins. He wasn't president. He hadn't been elected for less, you know, for five minutes at that point. And they start. This is when impeachment begins. And then he's impeached the first time. And then he was impeached a second time. And they slandered him. They belittled him. You know, they went after him. They went after all of us. There's no family in American history that has taken more arrows in the back than the Trump family every single time. And you know what? It's gone on past politics. You look at the attorney generals, you look at district attorneys all over the country. All they want to do is they want to get Donald Trump. They raise money on it. They send fundraising emails about it. They brag on camera about it. They go after him. They subpoena him. I'm probably the most subpoenaed person in the history of the United States. Every single day we get another subpoena. And they do it for one reason, because they don't want Donald Trump to run and win again in 2024. Cal Thomas, this man, even on his way out of office, couldn't maintain the dignity. These have to be ha- these documents have to be handed over for the archive, and yet he takes them, stashes them in Mar-a-Lago, this glitzy, ostentatious, gaudy hotel that he has holed himself up in. And the Republicans want him to be a president. He's now under investigation. Wow. Well, there's a lot to unpack here, Ian. Uh, first of all, I don't know what the definition of gaudy is. He paid for the place himself. But I think a lot of uh, people, whether they're Trump supporters or not, are going to see this raid as an overreach. It was in the middle of the night. You had people with weapons standing That's when you normally go after alleged criminals. Well, now, wait. If you're going to allow Marion to go on for over three minutes uninterrupted, I must ask for a little fairness in return. May I please? Go ahead, Cal. Thank you. It's a typical liberal tactic (laughs) to interrupt a conservative to think that he's going to lose his train of thought. We've only spoken twice. I'm I'm used to this sort of thing. Excuse me? We've only spoken twice. You don't know my views, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, thank you very much for the privilege of going ahead. So we're still uh, waiting for uh, the FBI raid on Hillary Clinton's residence where she had classified documents on her server in her home, and the former FBI director, James Comey, did nothing about it. Look, I'm no huge fan of Trump or his morals or possible legal violations, but I think coming 100 days before the November elections, and I think with this judge, who is an Obama appointee, I believe, uh, who also worked uh, for Jeffrey Epstein clients, including one woman who was uh, referred to uh, as a sex slave, 
for Epstein raises an awful lot of suspicions and questions. And, of course, Trump was a big critic of the FBI, and some people are going to see this as payback by that organization for all that he did. So uh, he was in negotiations with the National Archives. He did turn over some documents. And I think uh, doing this middle-of-the-night raid, as they did for some other people, uh, uh, Roger Stone, among others, is really overreach and over-the-top reaction. Cal, most people would say, look, there's an awful lot of things that went on in Trump's past, and perhaps you could just about get over it. But even when it comes to just simple things like not taking documents that you shouldn't have, like even forget all of the big things he's been accused of in the past. This is just something simple that shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have had these things and you didn't turn them over. He's now out of office over well over a year. This is what happens. They they must have information that allows them to do this. They've gone to we presume the Attorney General and the very senior people in the Justice Department to do this. To quote the very high source of my friend Marianne, this is a lot of speculation. We don't know. We're only hearing press reports, innuendo, uh, comments on uh, CNN and uh, MSNBC. We don't know, A, if those documents uh, were things that belonged to the National Archives, or B, what they were. We don't know what has been turned over and what is not. So let's wait for the evidence to come forth before judging it. Is this part of a pattern of Trump and his personality? Of course it is. And uh, he has said and done some outrageous things. I hope he doesn't run. I've said it a number of times. But from the Democrats' perspective, they should hope that he does run because Joe Biden says he's the only Democrat who can beat him. He beat him once. He could beat him again. So if I were a Democrat, I'd say, yeah, sure, let him run. He'll turn off the independents, a lot of suburban women voters, and Biden will uh, win a second term. Marion, I was looking at some very well-respected U.S. commentators uh, com- so speaking on the back of this. John Sopel, the former BBC U.S. editor, said today that this could actually be something that could work in Trump's favour because he can see this as an attack by the big state, the Democrats, and all the insiders, the people inside the swamp who never wanted him. This is what they are trying to do to legitimately stop him being president, that they are using the organs of the state against him. No, you know, I don't agree with that, Ian. I think that the one thing, look, the White House, and I do believe this, the White House didn't even know about this raid, okay? The White House spokesperson, um, Jean-Claude Pierre, said that she learned about it on Twitter, that Biden learned about it on Twitter. Anybody who has had any dealings with Merrick Garland, and I've spoken to so many Democrats about him, and they dislike him because he's so meticulous. They resent the fact that he hasn't gone after Trump in the way that they would like to see him do. And he's a former judge, and apparently even as a judge, he was a moderate, a by-the-book, absolutely dot the I's, cross the T's kind of guy. And he would have known the, the, the storm that this was going to unleash. Uh, I think that, yes, but Cal is right that it could work against the Democrats because if Donald Trump is convicted under this act, the 1978 Act of Mishandling Records, he will be barred from running again. I think that the Democrats, whether it's Joe Biden or somebody else, would have a much better chance of beating Donald Trump than a, somebody like Ron DeSantis or one of Nikki Haley or one of the other people. So I don't, you know, of course Trump sees this is political. Trump sees everything as, as a strike against him. I mean, listen to even Eric Trump, the persecution complex of this billionaire family who lives in luxury um, and has totally availed and taken all the perks of the presidency uh, is, is almost comical. But I, I do think that we have to wait and see. Merrick Garland will not comment on this. Neither will the FBI. So, you know, basically all we're hearing is Trump's side of this. And I think everybody needs to take a breath and calm down and wait and see what happens. But of course, it's a huge
huge story. A president's house has never been raided before. And that, to me, is all the more evidence that there is something seriously wrong because they I don't believe they would have done this unless they were certain that they would be able to bring charges as a result. Cal, I, I think you're a patriot. I think you're somebody who loves your country. And then we see some other comments today dating back to Donald Trump's time in office. And this is a book by, I know you're going to say it, by liberals, but two New York Times journalists, uh, Peter Baker and Susan Glasser, who are very well-known and respected commentators. And they have got the former chief of staff to Trump when uh, during his time in the White House, General M- Marine Corps General John Kelly. And this is refer- Donald Trump at a time saying, why couldn't his generals, why couldn't you effing generals why can't you be more like the german generals mr kelly responded which generals and was told the german generals in world war Two. no well i think it's outrageous and uh, that's the stuff of dictatorship and by the way not all the uh, generals and military leadership uh, backed hitler of course there was an attempt to assassinate him which unfortunately uh, uh, failed but this is rather ironic coming from a man who uh, took a deferment for allegedly having bone spurs in his heels and who never served in the military, criticizing Marines, who are the most uh, respected of all of the services, I think. Uh, they're the first ones to, uh, to land on uh, beaches and uh, first to fight for right and freedom as part of their, uh, uh, their uh, military song. Uh, so uh, I think it's outrageous uh, to compare uh, the, the generals for Hitler to uh, the generals in the United States. It's pathetic, and uh, I certainly reject it. Wouldn't it be better, Cal, for the Republicans now to use this and say, look, there's a former president under investigation. They've cracked open his safe to find out what he has. That would be better off to ditch him and say, we don't want you in our party. Our party is much better than this. Well, I don't think that's going to happen, uh, Ian, because, uh, as everybody knows, there's still a very, very strong base uh, aligned with Donald Trump. Uh, Anything he does, anything he has uh, has done, uh, people uh, don't believe it. They don't want to believe it. They think the big media is corrupt. They think the government's corrupt. They think only only Trump can be their savior. I don't agree with that. And uh, I think that uh, there are many good, younger, and uh, more accomplished uh, Republicans out there. Marion mentioned Ron DeSantis. There are others as well uh, who have uh, the same positions on immigration, spending, the economy, the size of government, many other things, social issues, uh, without the abrasive personality of Donald Trump, who could do a much better job. The question is, will the Republican Party nominate somebody like that? And if they do, will sufficient numbers of Trump voters, along with independents and suburban women, vote for him or her? Cal, Marion, I could speak to you till seven o'clock tonight, but unfortunately we're out of time for this week. Thank you very much, Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown, for your time today. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.